This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Stop to throw. Here comes pressure. Escape. Fires over the middle, and it is incomplete. Goff trying to connect to Reynolds. He had it. Couldn't bring it in. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Kevin Burkhart with the call this past Sunday on Fox. It was like a lemony snicket game for the Detroit Lions. Just a series of unfortunate events. I I still feel like I'm I'm still pretty bummed that the Lions lost that game outright to the uh, to the 49ers. We'll get over it because there are bets to be placed and a game to break down uh, next Sunday, aka the uh, the Sunday after this one. February 11th. Uh, Super Bowl 58 with the Chiefs and the 49ers. Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Baldinger will join us in just a moment here on the show to break it down. We'll talk some Championship Sunday as well with the great Brian Baldinger. Maybe get Baldy's thoughts on some of the coaching hires also. Mike McDonald gets hired today as the new head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. 20 minutes from now, We'll transition from football to football. We'll get some soccer bets from our good friend Anthony DeBundo from the Wonder Goal podcast. NBA award conversation coming up next hour. Rick Camp in the Power Hour talking NBA and all our bets in the final hour of the show. But right now, it's Odyssey Sports NFL insider, the great Brian Baldinger, host of the Odyssey original podcast, The Best Football Show. It's the name of the show because it, it is the best football show, featuring daily breakdowns of the most important storylines around the National Football League. He's on Twitter at Baldy NFL. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Uh, hope Championship Sunday treated you great. I know the Ravens didn't win. You were in Baltimore, so hopefully that was okay. And hope you're getting pumped for the Super Bowl, my man. Yeah, of course, Nick. I, I love it. It's the finish line. Giving it everything I got right until, uh, you know, next Sunday. And then we'll shut it down. But for right now, like I'm in full speed mode of analysis and breaking things down and talking to people like you right now, Nick, it's great stuff. <laughs> Baldy, I, I know Nick wants to ask you about Dan Campbell and maybe some of the decisions that he makes. I know you and he had a good back and forth about Kyle Shanahan. So I'll, I'll do the AFC game. I'm sure you have t- you've had time to kind of rewatch and digest what we saw on Sunday with the Ravens. And, you know, we've had we've had some guests on this, like a lot of a lot of commentary about the Ravens' offense, about the strategy, about play calling. I'm curious if you kind of saw the same thing as the Chiefs obviously eliminate the maybe the best team in the league, the Baltimore Ravens from the playoffs advanced to the Super Bowl. What'd you see in the AFC game upon rewatching? Well, I mean, it looked like uh, Baltimore abandoned the run very early in the game. I mean, Lamar Jackson, the best runner in the game, had two designed two called runs. He had a couple of scrambles, but he had two designed runs. One on fourth and one where he went for 21 and one on just a counter play where he ran for five. And that's it. And I thought there were plenty of opportunities to run, uh, especially when and I understand why they threw it. Sometimes uh, Kansas City was, was stacking the box with big linebackers and big people. And um, they were leaving the receivers one on one on the outside. And really outside of one Zay Flowers, 
touchdown and one breakdown, they couldn't get the ball down the field against Kansas City's corners. And that's what Spags' game plan was. If you're going to beat us, you're going to have to beat us one-on-one against our corners. And Lamar Jackson wasn't good enough to do that. So you can question the play calling by Todd Munkin, and it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's real. Like, uh, I don't know why they abandoned the run. They ran the ball more than any other team in the league this year, and they were really good at it. But they went away from it, and I think it helped cost them the game. What do you think of Dan Campbell's decisions in the second half of the Lions 49ers game? Well, I thought the first one on fourth and two at the 28 with seven plus minutes to go to third quarter didn't make much sense, Nick. And here's why. Like, I understand Dan's uh, uh, proclivity to just be aggressive and, and go for it on fourth downs. We, we all knew that. But the 49ers had just driven the field and kicked a field goal to cut the lead to 24-10. You kicked the 45-yard field goal right there. You answer the 49ers score. You go up 17, you're up three scores, Nick. You're halfway through the third quarter. I thought he missed an opportunity just to take the points in that spot, go up, back up 17, and kick off to the 49ers and still make them go get three scores, and, and maybe they could hold you. I, I thought – and then the second one in the fourth quarter where he could have tied it up 27-27, um, I, I, at that point, I thought he was just chasing points. And it was like, all right, fourth downs, I'm just going for it. And the problem was, I didn't think in either fourth down, Nick, that they had a really good play call. I, I, I know Josh Reynolds dropped one. It wasn't a great throw. He dropped the ball. It wasn't a great route. It wasn't a great play call. And I think looking back on the plays that were called, that, that was a big part of the problem of why they didn't convert them. Baldy, did, uh, did anything else stand out to you in the NFC game? Maybe something on the San Francisco side? I thought San Francisco played horrible defense, Ken. I thought the defensive line got pushed around, especially in the first half. I didn't think one single defensive tackle for the 49ers played well. I don't care if it was Eric Armstead or Hargrave or Kinlaw or Gibbons. I didn't think everyone played well. And then with that, I didn't think the linebackers played particularly well. And that's one of the reasons why Detroit kind of ran at will the way that they did. Uh, I thought the run fits were bad. I thought they didn't get off blocks. I mean, I was very disappointed in the way that they played. They knew exactly what Detroit is. And it wasn't like Detroit. I know Detroit's got a good offense line. But I wouldn't want that play on my resume if I was the 49ers defense. I mean, like, like some of the videos of Chase Young and his effort in this game, like not chasing after like Jameer Gates, yeah, really bad stuff. You better you bet here with Nick and Ken on a Wednesday. We're talking the National Football League Championship Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday with our friend Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Baldinger. He's on Twitter at Baldy. NFL. So, Baldy, I, I hope that we're able to get you on the show next week also. So this can be like your initial thoughts on the game, can be pencil, not pen. Uh, San Francisco is a small favorite at our show sponsor, BetMGM, like a, like a two-point favorite, total in the range of like 40, 47, 47 and a half. Let's start here with just who you think's going to win the game. And, Baldy, again, this can be pencil, not pen. It's basically the betting market basically says it's a coin flip. So if you don't want to give a firm answer now, totally okay, and we can uh, we readdress it next week. Or maybe you feel like you know who the winner is going to be and you're not going to change your mind. So let's start there. Who do you think right now wins Super Bowl 58? I'm not going to give my answer right now, Nick. It's just too, it's too far in advance. But it's, it's hard at this point to go against Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Steve Spagnuolo, Travis Kelsey. It's just hard to go against that group right now. I mean, they're living in a dynasty right now. 
that we haven't seen since the Patriots. Um, you know, and some, you know, the Golden State Warriors. I mean, they're right in the middle of the day. They just literally just took Miami apart, made Tua look bad. Took, you know, you know, took Buffalo apart, and Josh Josh Allen was average. Took Lamar Jackson, Baltimore apart. I mean, they just took three top-flight AFC quarterbacks apart. Like, what makes you think right now that they can't do the same thing to Brock Purdy? And I'm Brock Purdy's strongest ally in this whole thing. But between what Spagnola can do, the chess pieces they have, and what Mahomes does in these games, and, like, it's just hard to go against them. But, I mean, I certainly, uh, within the next week, will decide if the 49ers can play better defense because they have to play better defense. And if the offense can actually get into rhythm earlier than, you know, the opening kickoff of the third quarter, because they might be too far behind if they play like they did in the first half. So I'm cautious about San Francisco, although I know they can play four quarters of football. I've seen it throughout the year, but I know this, I know Kansas city will have a great game plan. I know the quarterback feels no pressure. I know nobody is bigger in a big game than Mahomes. I just don't know how even about Las Vegas, as accurate as they are, Nick, I don't know how they come out with the 49ers as a you know two-point favorite at this point. And not not just a two-point favorite, Baldy, but you know, like it was less than that yesterday. Reports of some like million dollar bets, hundred thousand dollar bets on the Niners were like the first ones that came in and pushed this back out to two. So uh to your point, like the, the Niners still a two point favorite. The total in the game, Baldy, forty seven and a half, you know, like like lends itself to, you know, like what, like a twenty five, twenty three final score. Obviously that's not likely to happen because 25 is really weird, but you get the idea. That's the type of game that is projected. What type of game do you see? Like, even if you, you know, maybe, maybe you're going to change your mind on the winner. Maybe it's going to play out this way. Low scoring, high scoring game. Are we settling for field goals? Is the game going to get loose? Kind of as you first conceptualize it, what do you come up with? You know, that's a, that's a good question, Ken, because we, we, you know, I remember going back 20 years when the Patriots uh, beat the Carolina Panthers and it was, it was like a one-score game in the first first half, and then it was a track meet in the second half, and both teams went up and down the field. And both teams had really good defenses. And so you just don't know how these things are going to get played and when it's going to open up. And, you know, like last year, it just opened up, and it's 38-35, and it's back and forth. And the Eagles play the Patriots, you know, six years ago. And, you know, it was a track meet. And both quarterbacks were just letting the ball fly. And, you know, came down to one stop in the final minute by the Eagles to win at 41-33. I don't know how it's going to get played. It might start off tight, and it might be a, you know, 10-3 halftime score, and then it could just explode in the second half um, once they kind of figure each other out and where the weaknesses are. But my gut says they're probably pretty right around 47. But my gut right now, Ken, tells me this game is going to be played at least in the 50s. I, I think it's going to get opened up. Yeah, I, I, I said that on the show yesterday, and I kind of agree with everything Baldy just said. Maybe a nervy first 30 minutes, and then things can maybe like really explode towards the end of the game. We could see a lot of scoring uh, at the end of the game. Baldy, we'll save the rest of the Super Bowl stuff for uh, for next week. So let's hit some news around the National Football League, and like there's like no one better to have on to break down the stuff than you. So excited to ask you some of these questions. The Seattle Seahawks made it official earlier today, Baldy. They're going to hire Ravens defensive coordinator and great Yacht Rock crooner uh, Michael McDonald 
or Mike McDonald to be the next head coach, obviously not the same person, uh, to be the next head coach of the uh, Seattle Seahawks. What is Seattle getting in Mike McDonald, and how do you see this hire playing out in Seattle, replacing Pete Carroll? I think, uh, in a word, they've got a, a great tactician, okay, that understands the game inside and out. He's very young still, but he's worked for both Harbaugh's, so he's worked for, you know, Jim at Michigan. He's worked for John in Baltimore as both the linebacker coach, left to go to Michigan to be defensive coordinator, gets the team to the Final Four, helps get the team to the Final Four, developed a lot of great young players at Michigan, comes back to the NFL, leads the team in sacks, defense, takeaways. I think they're getting a great tactician. And if you look, you know, week in, week out about who Baltimore was playing, they played without a lot of starters at various times of the season, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Williams, go through the, the, the lineup. He's helped develop a young player like Kyle Hamilton and a Pro Bowl player. He's taken guys off the street like Kyle Van Noy and plugged them in and figured out how to use them. Um, Jadevian Clown has never been a great pass rusher yet this year. He had the greatest sack total he's ever had. Uh, I, I just think he's done a lot of great things, and he's been around two really strong mentors, proven head coaches at, at both levels. And so I think, you know, he's got a good background, and I think he understands, you know, uh, the NFL and how to game plan week in, week out, and what you have to do. And I think they're getting them at a young age where they can grow with them. And I think John Schneider and, and Seattle made a really strong hire. And I know people like, oh, offense and offense coordinator and all. Like that stuff, you hire those coaches. You hire the offensive style that you want. Um, he gets that opportunity to do it. But I, they have drafted very well in Seattle. I think they need a leader the way Pete Carroll was the leader, came from that side of the ball. I think Mike can do that, and I think he's a great tactician. I, I think it was a solid hire by Seattle. Well, the, uh, another hire that got announced a few days ago, but I don't think we had a chance to talk to you about it. And you mentioned uh, defensive coordinator Mike McDonald, obviously young, uh, youngest head coach in the, uh, in the NFL this, uh, this year. He, he becomes the head coach of Seattle. Raheem Morris, who's obviously the defensive coordinator for the Rams, takes over as Atlanta's head coach. And, you know, this was met with a lot of, you know, like Arthur Smith, obviously, was the previous regime. Figured they'd go to something different here with Raheem Morris. In about a minute here, what did you make of that hire, another defensive coordinator getting a coach job? It, it, it didn't surprise me, Ken. I mean, Raheem had been in Atlanta. I mean, it was bizarre when I saw him coaching wide receivers for a period of time in Atlanta. When I'm thinking, he's the best defensive coach on the staff. Why is he coaching Julio Jones? But anyways, he was, and then they, they, they realized the mistake, and he became the interim head coach, and they improved immediately as soon as he took over. Um, he really was respons- I mean, highly responsible for the development of so many good young players in, in Los Angeles. I mean, just this year, Kobe Turner and Byron Young and a lot of really good young players and coordinating that defense when a lot of analysts in this country couldn't even tell you who the names of the back of the jerseys were, but he got him to, he put him in good positions. Uh, Atlanta knows him. Arthur Blank knows Raheem Morris very well. He's been through this thing before in Tampa. He's, he's worked with a lot of great uh, coaches. I think it was a really good hire by Atlanta, and I'm anxious to see him really figuring out what this offense is going to look like. Defensively, they're pretty good already. Uh, at times, they were a top-10 defense, a top-10 red zone defense. I think they're hitting the field running in Atlanta with a chance to maybe go get themselves a division title next year. Baldy, 10 seconds to go here. Just anything on Arthur Smith to Pittsburgh. I don't like him as a head coach. I I like him a lot as an offensive coordinator. I like this move. You got 10 seconds for us on Arthur Smith? Uh, I wasn't crazy about it. 
I just don't know if he's playing offense in the 21st century the way you got to play it right now. It looks awfully stagnant to me. Uh, our executive producer is a big Steelers fan, and I I can't see him right now, but I would imagine that he's that he's not pleased. Frown, frowny what face. Can you do? Yeah, frown emoji. Frowny face. Yeah. Uh, Baldy, awesome as always, my man. Uh, we're looking forward to talking to you next week for a thorough breakdown of the big game. I'm sure you'll be traveling out to Vegas, so safe travels, my man, and we look forward to catching up with you soon. Likewise. Likewise, guys. I'll talk to you next week. Brian Baldinger joining us here on You Better You Bet. Damn. It's cold. <laughs> All right, come, I was coming up like, next. Do you like this? What do you think of this? I, I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, Anthony DeBundo gives us soccer bets on the other side. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. 